Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sam Pets Radio. Australia's coolest podcast network. Hello and welcome to All The Small Games, a podcast where two gentlemen avoid the big games and search out the small ones. My name is Andrew Levins. I am Jonathan Valenzuela. And John... (laughs) Yeah? You go, you do your thing. If you want me, I can can always leave a space. Do you want me to start leaving a space? (laughs) Yeah, man, give me me some room to cook here. Uh, I'm Jonathan Valenzuela and I'm also happy to be here. Oh, I'm glad we fit that in. <laughs> yeah, needed to be said. You so, have not yet gone on record about being happy to be here, Levins. Maybe I'm not. Damn. <laughs> I'm going to reveal whether I'm happy to be here, episode 100, and no sooner. Wow, um, small games, big drama. So yeah, we talk about uh, small games, indie games on the podcast, and it's very rare that we were able to talk about a small game that actually has the, has the word little or small in the title. Um, of course, I'm talking about Little Nightmares 2. Bad segue. Bad intro, really, because we talked about a game with little in the title last episode. Sure. Um, but, but hey, still. we're doing it again. The sequel is out um, to the horrific little adventure of a young person slowly making her way from left to right and being chased by monsters from all directions. It came out on Thursday. John has clocked it. Yes. Well done. I'm, I'm ex- I was so excited for this game. I put in serious time on it over the weekend. I think I actually I wrapped it. I stayed up to like one o'clock on Friday night just because I knew I was close to the end and was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do this. Let's take it down. And uh, you, on the other hand, you have just you've just started your journey today, have you not? Yeah, there was a small amount of disdain in uh, in uh, implied disdain in the text that I was receiving from John today. Um, I had a busy weekend and uh, only just I was only just open uh, able to open up the game today. But I put in an hour. I've got a feel for the game. I'm ready to give it three out of ten just to piss John oh. off. <laughs> Man, you love being wrong, don't you? <laughs> so we've it's got Little Nightmares 2. Game. We've got Little Nightmares 2 to talk about on the episode today. Um, I've been playing a lot of The Pathless, um, which came out last week, but I haven't quite finished that yet. So maybe we will wait till next week when I ha- we will have definitely finished that one. But uh, just to give you a small amount of uh, background on it, The Pathless is uh, the game uh, published by Annapurna Interactive. 
And if you are someone that has Apple Arcade and tried it on Apple Arcade, like my good friend Jonathan Valenzuela did, buddy, it ain't the way to play that game. That game is a controller-heavy video game. Definitely. It was garbage to play on touchscreen. But the the feel I got for it is like, yes, this is something I need to come back to and... um, and play with the controller. It's just annoying that it is on neither Xbox nor Switch. Yeah, right. Okay, sure. So I've been I've been playing it on PlayStation Five. Um, yeah, but it's on it's on PC. It's on um, uh, Mac OS. I think if you ha- if you have a an Apple TV, I guess you could do a Bluetooth. Oh, you know, you could probably connect a control like an Xbox three hundred and sixty control. Sorry, an Xbox One controller to your to your iPhone and play it that way. Maybe. Yeah, that's if you get, if you get desperate. That's sure. I might just pick it up on PC. Um, it is an amazing game by Giant Squid, the guys who did um, Abzu in the past, and before that, members of that team I think worked on like um, uh, Journey and Flower from mm-hmm. that game company. And it's the kind of biggest in scope um, that, that 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 a team like that, like I'm sorry, a game from a team like that has kind of been for me. Like it's a, it's very much a big open world adventure game um, where you're playing a um, a girl with a bow and um, you have to like shoot little talismans floating in the air and every time you shoot one it sends i guess like stamina back to you which allows you to mm-hmm. keep sprinting and jumping higher and you have a you have a bird who you who can kind of like um uh, a short hike you have to collect but you have to basically increase your flap capacity so you can fly higher and 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 go and soar for longer um it is just a beautiful game it's so good it, 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 I'm only I'm on the last area um, and I, it's funny after like I think just last week talking about shark game whatever the fuck it's called Manhunter Maneater Maneater um, and saying how fun it is to play like a, um, an, uh, a an open world game that's much smaller in scope than what I usually get from an open world game this is just everything I want in an, an open world game in, ter- in, in that regard like it feels smaller it feels really achievable but it's entirely discovery based and I'll go into Amazing. it for the detail next week but if you missed out on it last last year or maybe you have a PS4 or PS5 and gave it a shot on, on um, Apple Arcade because it was the free version uh, don't 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 go, go off that go like, give this a shot I don't think it's too expensive on the PlayStation Store and if you're a PS5 right now it's one of the few games that has been optimized for it it looks so good the music is amazing gameplay is great it definitely would have cracked, like, I think at least top five. Um, and who knows how much further um, once I finish it in my um, best of 2020 games of last year. So, yeah, this from, is my, my, my pre-review. Next week will be more of the same for lating. But, uh, yeah, I loved from it. The little, from the little taste I had, it's very much about, like, establishing flow, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to basically keep that stamina up and keep sprinting. Yeah, that's right. And you don't, you don't really aim your bow. As so much as time it, um, yeah. so you see a talisman light up. You hold down the uh, the square button to, to kind of like load a uh, load an arrow and then release it, and then you want to do it at this at the perfect point that you're like in the air, so that the, the the energy or whatever the stamina from the talisman you've shot shoots back at you and bursts you forward. It's cool. It's so much fun. There's like boss battles in it and um, like puzzles. Reminds me a little bit of like The Witness, except not unbearable. <laughs> right. Okay. Not not so highbrow that it's almost impossible to play. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, really looking, really enjoying that one. It was, it was, uh, even today I was like, okay, I know I need to play a little nightmares, but I'm so close to finishing pathless. I've had it since like November. I needed, I needed to get into it. I'm so glad I did. And I'm, I will definitely finish that and little nightmares too in time for our next episode. Um, before we get into little nightmares Two talk, um, John has gifted, I owe you a lot of games. I think I, I haven't given you a, 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 a tradition of giving each other a birthday game is uh, only held by you for the last year, I think. Um, you gave me a <laughs> robotic murder game. Um, like You play as like a Roomba that kills oh, people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's year. right. Um, and now you've given me a... Um, or give my son a, a new card game. Um, we Archie got me and, and everyone around him obsessed with board games last year. And uh, we've had you over to play some board games with us in the past, mostly card games. And uh, you kickstarted a game called As You Witch. I, I didn't kickstart it. I found out about it after the Kickstarter finished, but I'd kept my eye on it, waiting for them to be like, "Hey, now it's available for sale." And uh, it's so it's a game. It's a card game basically about constructing sandwiches, and you you get a, a hand of five cards, and within those five cards, you might have some ingredients. Uh, you might have bread. Uh, you might have some instructions about the way that the sandwich is constructed. There are action cards you can play that might increase your hand or decrease your hand or change some element of the game. Or like allow you Um, to peek at your your opponent's hand. Yeah. Um, And basically, so as as you play through your turn, you can put down a card and pick up a card in an attempt to create uh, your perfect sandwich. Now, your perfect sandwich, it might be something that's ridiculously delicious, uh, there are definitely the few games I've played. I've played with people who are like really looking to construct something that's actually would you'd want to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, my preferred way of playing is just coming up with the funniest sandwich imaginable. <laughs> uh, and thankfully, this this quest is aided on the way by cards like punched with a fist, which is an example of like a, a preparation method you might have. You can get ingredients. So, so it'll be like, yeah, it's a it's a ham sandwich with mustard, mayonnaise, and it's been punched with a fist. Yeah. There'll, there'll be your five cards. Or you might have ingredients like hair or pee-pee that or you poop. can, like, try to work in. Glass. I got one yesterday when we were playing. Oh, really? A glass on a sandwich. Um, yeah, I, yesterday I played with um, my friend Mike Eggett, who is um, a head chef. Uh, he's at Pinbone on Twitter. He's at a chef restaurant called Pinbone in Sydney. Now he's a uh, head chef at um, Totties and Bar Totties in uh, in Sydney. And uh, he and his um, also uh, a girlfriend who has a background in cooking as well were both trying to play the okay. Let's try and construct an actually decent sandwich. And then I yeah I summoned up the Valenzuela inside me and just made stupid shit. <laughs> Like a uh, just a just a, a shoe filled with sauces, basically. That was that. What was it called? The sneaky sneaky burger because it's in a sneaky amazing burger. amazing name. Because yeah, um, the, the really important element is on one hand, yeah, it's all about getting the best hand you can possibly get to to create the best sandwich. But the second phase of the game is once everybody has. Basically, once you're unable to take any more cards, uh, you have to. Like, basically, there are like shops of cards. Also, I worked out you've been playing it wrong, John. But we'll discuss that after, I, after the recording. I, I made my own <laughs> rules for it. <laughs> of course, you did. Um, 
But yeah, um, once the shops are closed and you can no longer take any more cards, everyone has to present their sandwiches. So you name it and you basically kind of give the backstory on the sandwich, how it was invented. What, you know, what's its country of origin? What kind of people like to eat this sandwich? And you're selling the other players on how good this monstrosity of of cards you have in front of you is. And then uh, once everyone's presented their sandwiches, everybody points to the sandwich that they think is the winner, that they want to eat the most, I guess. And um, that person is it wins the round. Yeah, it's uh, it's so fun. It's it's just an amazing like party game, essentially. Absolutely, and it's like one of those games, like like party games. I'm so used to them being like, um, what are three words you describe your dick with? Like, yeah, and I'm like, dude, I don't care. I Punched with a fist, <laughs> exactly. Pee pee, <laughs> glass. Oh. <laughs> um, but. What this one is so great, like I mean, it's 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 Archie who is Seven's favorite game at the moment. Like we, Excellent. You know, we, we had Mike. I got Mike completely addicted to Oink games um, right? a couple months nice. ago, to the point where he has paid the exuberant hundreds of dollar prices for the rare games that I have not yet bit the bullet on. Um, ah. Like he 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 owns a copy of uh, like the like so many out of print ones that I'm very very jealous of his Eclipse collection, and he brought it all over to show us. And instead of like picking any of the games from this incredible collection of colorful boxes that, that Mike brought over that, that Archie had never seen before. Archie was like, I want to play As You Witch first. Can we play As You Witch first? And so we played like, I think, four rounds of it. And we've now got Tilly involved too. So she's four, you know. My, my I was and, very curious my, about how Tilly went with it. Uh, so she plays with me. I just tell okay. her what the cards are, the things that she can't read, um, whisper. And I got those... Um, if you are someone listening that has children or play card games with children, you can get this thing that Game Right published. Well, they, they manufacture called um, like a little hands card holder, and you can stuff your like cause, you know when you have the tiny hand, it's hard to hold like you know five five car- cards in your hand. So yeah, you just, I put them all in this little holder, and she holds it up in front of her, and it's the best, man. Getting kids into right. board games, especially after a kid got me into them to begin with, it is the best. It's the best feeling. And uh, it's great skills too. Like Archie, I love watching Archie construct the hand of like dumb stuff. And he's he's always the first to close the shop now because he'll he'll come up with something funny in his head and like and then present it and like you know here it's almost kind of almost like comprehension skills, you know, educational yeah, games, it, John. Thank you. It's creative thinking and also like like you said, storytelling is such a big element to it as well. Like yeah, you totally. can just list you can list the ingredients out and be like this is the name of the sandwich or you can take the other players on that journey of like you know mm. born on a ship crossing the Sargasso <laughs> Sea and the blah blah like just really lean yeah. into it and have a lot of fun. You better believe John takes a nice big deep breath before he pre- presents every one of his yeah. sandwiches. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm so of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so glad Archie's loving it. Uh, I'm you know I was really happy when the game arrived because I was like, I bought I bought two copies of it because I knew one I was going to be like I'm going to pass this on to Archie. I know the guy loves. I know the kid loves games. I reckon he'll be really into this one. No, and, well uh, picked, man. Excellent. Game. I think it's I think it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to start inviting people around just to be like, so hey, uh, you know, welcome to the house. Let's play. Let's play. Let's play as you witch. <laughs> Nobody talk. Everyone stop talking. It's sandwich time. Yeah. Ignore the crying baby. Um. <laughs> So before I know we keep we like it's it's frustrating to me because I really really want to talk Little Nightmares too. But before we get into Little Nightmares two, you finished Aliha, didn't you? 
I did. I finished Aliha, um, the uh, Devolver Digital game uh, that we talked about two weeks ago. Um, I loved that game right through to the end, um, and the mechanics in it. Like, I just got so good at combat with that um, harpoon that I now yeah. want. I want that in every game. <laughs> I need. I, I love teleportation as as a means of combat. It's so great. Um, what did you uh, What did you think of that final boss battle? Ooh, I beat it on my first try. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I got really good at using the uh, the sword that the um, that Oliha herself gives you, and it's really oh, the really moon powerful. Sword. The moon sword, yeah, it's really powerful. So I just like I just smacked the that dude around a bunch with it, um, and just got the time <coughs> got the timings right. I had the um, the hat on that allows you to get. Um, health back from the enemies that you hurt. Ah, right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was it was a great boss fight. Um, I found the um the fight with the hunters really fun as well. Yeah, that was that was it was a great realization of like, oh, one of these guys keeps healing the other two. Maybe I need to prioritize which one of them I'm attacking first. Oh shit! I didn't even realize that. I must have killed him first. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why? I've just been battering these guys for ages. Why aren't they, like, why isn't their health go? Oh, that son of a bitch. I'll teach um, you to heal your compatriots. All the weird collectible stuff. Like, I got almost, I got all but one of the set of the, um, of the, the settlers or whatever back to my base. And I mm-hmm. got, like, all but two of the ships. And then, I don't know, like you said, there's that third collectible. Don't know. Like the, I don't know, but I got all but two of those, too. And I don't remember ever collecting any of them. That's the weirdest thing. It's like I wish yeah. I wish I could recognize a moment where that number went up, but I have no idea what it is. But yeah, I mean, look, look the name of the show is all the small games, but there has never been a game, or there hasn't been in a while, a, a small game that I wish was much, much bigger. Like I could, yeah, definitely. If they have a little DLC for this, I'll be so in. If it's like you know, a new hat, uh, a bunch of islands to explore, and a bunch of even if it's like remixed boss battles, I, I would I would enjoy a higher difficulty of, of Alihar as well. I love the combat, love the graphics. Um, it was great. I loved like the weird, mysterious story too. Um, I I will be like very surprised if this this isn't in my top five this year. Sweet, it's nice to nice to have a GOTY lined up this early in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, it feels this, s- this this. I feel like I didn't have a a game on my. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if I, I actually I could go through the list again, but I don't think I played a game that ended up on my game of the year list until like June last year. Yeah, that sounds probably about right. Weird year last year. Mm-hmm. But speaking of the combat from Alika, uh, it was the Steam Games Festival recently, uh, which meant a, a ton of publishers, mostly indie publishers, were putting demos of their upcoming games on Steam. Mm-hmm. So I went, uh, I went, you know, let my fingers take a little stroll and did a bit of uh, heavy air quotes shopping. They're all free, no money exchanged. But <laughs> so many demos, I just was looking through like, what do I want to try? What do I want to try? And some of them are like beta kind of, yeah, like yeah, like just like very early builds of games, right? Like almost ideas. Yeah. 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 Uh, so one that I think, based on you enjoying the combat of Aliha, one that I think you might like is Boomerang X. Mm-hmm. So it's by a studio called Dang. It's being published by Devolver Digital. Uh, it's first person, which, okay. you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what your vibe on first person is these days. I feel like you've softened. A bit on, on first person. <laughs> Have I? What but was the last first of, person game I liked? I can't remember. Uh, super hot. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yep. Gotcha. Um. Anyway, so it's it's kind of like 
it's an arena sort of game where you, you'll enter a space, a big space. You have like a, f- a four-bladed boomerang, essentially. Like it's a, you know, it's four blades in a cross shape that you can throw. You can press a button and call it back to you mm-hmm. or press a different button and warp to where the boomerang is. Right. So automatically that gives you like, you can pull off these crazy moves during combat where like, you can throw the boomerang in the air and warp up to it, so immediately gain all this height above your enemies. Uh, you can like throw the boomerang, run to a different area, and then call it back to you, so you're not attacking your enemies from the front, you're attacking them from the back. Uh, really, really quick kind of gameplay. Uh, I made it up to the second area, which is where you unlock a mechanic where you can slow down time while charging the boomerang up, uh, which you know just adds another kind of wrinkle to to what sort of combat options you can have uh, and also traversal options because in between each arena is kind of like you're, you're running through this world and there's some platforming in it and stuff like that uh, shaping up to be like I think it's going to be a really cool experience I'd definitely love to see it on Nintendo Switch uh, all of these obviously with Steam I played on PC mm-hmm. I also played from Devolver that's Digital that's coming this year by the way It's got, all of these all of these are suppo- or a lot of these are supposedly coming this year uh, another one published by Devolver Digital that I played, uh, developed by a team called Four Quarters, um, is Loop Hero, uh, and I think yeah, out of I heard all about of, this one, yeah, they've been they've been spruiking this one. Uh, Devolver's been like retweeting a bunch of reviews on on Twitter. I am so excited for this game. Like I I was it was like ten o'clock at night. My wife had just gone to bed, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna try like play as many different games as I can. Really taste a bunch of like. Different things. I started playing Loop Hero, and then it was twelve thirty, and I was like, "Fuck, I need to go to bed." But like, <laughs> one one more loop, one more loop. It's it's like the game revolves around you are the the world essentially has been unmade, and you play a hero who is trying to reassemble the world from memory. Uh, your hero walks, uh, follows a path, the loop essentially. And as he follows the path, he runs into various enemies. When he kills the enemies, he gets equipment that you can equip, like giving boosting his stats and increasing his chances of surviving another, you know, go around the loop. Or you get cards, and these cards have geographical features on them. So it might be mountains or meadows or vampire castle, all these sorts of stuff. You then play these cards onto or around the loop itself changing what happens on the loop so if you play a vampire castle it means that if you have an enemy encounter within the range of this castle suddenly you're fighting a vampire as well as whatever you were fighting putting down mountains and rocks will boost up the amount of health you have putting down meadows means every time you pass like at one point in the loop you have your campfire and every time you pass it you might heal up a bit um it's just it's so addictive it's so just sitting there and following this guy around and being like okay well shit if i put the meadow next to this thing that'll boost me in a certain way another thing is your inventory you have a limited inventory you have like 12 inventory slots um to pick up for stuff that you pick up once you play it once you place it on your character it destroys the previous thing you had so you need to be very tactical about like okay well how am i upgrading my character because you don't want your inventory to fill up. It might stop you from picking up like a next, the next fantastic thing that might help you out. So you've got to be really kind of think like, okay, well, I have three shields. I'll play them in ascending order. 
so I wind up with the best shield and clear a bunch of inventory space while I'm doing it. It's it's just an incredible gameplay loop. I'm so looking forward to playing the full game where, you know, there are more kind of infinite, like there are more options for what my character can use for equipment. I'm sure there's going to be more cards that can be played. Just this is this is looking to be a real winner loop hero. Yeah, um, again, another one that's only PC at the moment. This one comes out next month. I really can't see how it would work on Switch. Maybe if they use the um, the the touchscreen touch function, uh, but definitely, I I have no idea. I, I don't think it'll come to PC, uh, PS, or Xbox at all. Better get uh, a laptop, Levens. You can play yeah. every other game right now. You may as well crack the PC market. That's what my um, um, that's what my wife just that was my wife just then just recommending I buy yet another thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, three other ones that stood out out of the ones finally, I finally three other ones. <laughs> yeah, just just quick, just quick, so we can get to little this nightmares guy hates too. little nightmares too. I played Skatebird. Oh wow! Um, which is it's cute, definitely. I kind of like the the developer very much stressed with the demo. Like this is not the final product. We're still working on this. It's still you know it's still under construction. Uh, it's it's cute. It's it's I like that it takes a bit more of a narrative approach to a skate game than something like a Tony Hawk. Like Tony Hawk would just be like, "Here's ten objectives, go do them." Whereas this one is like, you meet birds in the level, and the bird will be like, "Hey, we're trying to break into that skylight. I need you to go and pick up six tool bags that I've scattered around the level and do that." So it's a bit it's a bit nicer that you know, like introduces various characters and there's fun little bits of dialogue. I think yep. the physics definitely needs to be tweaked. It feels very kind of like I don't want it to be. I'm not expecting it to be like tight as hell like a Tony Hawk, but also I don't want it to be like a goat game um, sure. where it's like the the bugs are the you know the bugs are what make it. Um, I played Narita Boy. I don't know if you remember Narita Boy. It's like with the trailer a long while ago. I think. We both watched it back then and were like, that looks cool as hell. Um, oh, Skatebird is developed and published by Glass Bottom Games while I'm doing this. Narita Boy, developed by Studio Koba, published by Team 17. Is it the one with uh, the, the um, every pixel is... Um... No, that's that's yeah. Noita. Okay, yeah. So Narita Boy is like this wild, pixelated adventure action game. Uh, I have not played a game that has dumped more lore on me in the first five minutes. Like it was like drowning some cutscenes. Yeah. Um, just dialogue as you move around the world and talk to characters, but it looks fucking cool as hell. Like I, the aesthetic on this game is absolutely incredible. Uh, and the gameplay is actually fun as well. The combat's really cool. Like as I was playing, it was introducing more sorts of things I could do. Um, like gave me kind of a, a ranged weapon that could be used like a shotgun or like powered up for a laser blast. Uh, definitely looking forward to that one coming out. And finally, Happy Game, which is the upcoming horror game by Amanita Design. So those are the guys that have done like uh, Samarost and Machinarium and stuff like that. Uh, it's, this is in it's, the, it's, um, the Nintendo Indie Direct um, last year. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's your classic kind of Amanita game where like each little scene is like a little puzzle box that you need to, you know, it's not like a point and click where you pick up heaps of inventory. You're more like manipulating the scene and trying to work out the mechanics that will allow you to advance. Uh, it is, it's unsettling. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's outright scary, 
but it is very much like the art style and the way these you know cute characters kind of become grotesque and and horrific uh i'm definitely you know i'm looking forward to seeing more of it and uh yeah i'm you know love a steam games festival love to play these demos hot time yeah and so how long are those demos available for um, so some of them are still able to be downloaded. There are some that I didn't get to in time. Like I, I got the Minutes of Islands demo, which I was really looking forward to. Didn't get a chance to play it. And then once the festival ends, the demo is kind of switched off and you just have to wait, wishlist the game to, to, to let you know when, you know, it's ready to go. Yeah, sure. Uh, which can be frustrating, but there's still a few games in there. Like the Loop Hero demo is still available. So I'm going to okay, be, cool. I'm going to be diving back into that again. Oh, that sounds real good. So before we get into Little Nightmares 2, John, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Thank you, sponsors. Um, we're going to so now much. talk We're gonna talk about a game that uh, has been one of John's most anticipated games for many years. The sequel to Little Nightmares, a game we re-reviewed last week. Um, before you played Little Nightmares 2, you replayed... The DLC from the first like, first game, which you said you weren't too hot on the fir- after playing it the first time. Yeah. Still not so hot? Wait. Nope, not at all. Okay, yeah, right. What, I think what, it what just, makes it... It's, it's a variety of things. It's The demo was... I mean, the DLC was, was made in three parts, and it really shows. Like, sure. one of the things I like about Little Nightmares is that it's, it's clearly a kind of linear journey through the ship that you're on the moor. Whereas this one, because it was made in these three sections, the, the the second and the third section are sort of like, they operate almost like hubs. 
So you lose that sense of progression as you're like, oh, like the second one, for instance, you were trying to power up like a, a furnace to get this bucket lift system operating to lift you out of the level. And to do that, you need to run around these various rooms near the furnace uh, finding those gnomes, the little guys in white hats that run around, and like mm-hmm. bringing them back with you to to throw coal in the furnace and help stoke it up. The thing is, you spend all this time doing that, you achieve the goal, and it lifts you to the next section, which, from memory, is where the game cut out. You know when you know when waiting for the next section to come in. It's just like, oh, I didn't really move that far through the ship. I just did this task in one one little area, and. Yeah, it was just frustrating. The, the the last section has these puzzles that are like completely not in the spirit of what the game was before and are yep. quite frustrating in that sense. And the very end of the game kind of turns into this weird like twin stick shooter almost Ooh. where you're trying to fight <laughs> these sh- you're trying to fight these shadow children by shining a torch on them. But it just like it's sort of like, oh, the, this is just this is not what I was doing for the rest of the game, and an element of that does turn up in um, <coughs> does turn up in Little Nightmares Two, but I think it's done a little bit better in Little Nightmares Two. So it's just it's that, one of those things yeah. where I'm like, it's it's cool if you really liked the game, it at least extends the game a bit. But I definitely had my frustrations with it. Okay, cool. Because uh, yeah, I mean, saying that uh, that that Little Nightmares Two does something uh, better. Than it tried to do in the first game seems to be an ongoing theme with the uh, remarks that you've told me about your your time with the game so far. Would you say this well, is that's a much what... better game than than the first yeah. one? Yeah, it yes, <laughs> it does. It's look, it's it's complicated. I mean, from from the get go, for instance, because you just play, you just played it. It's fresh in your mind. You played an hour this afternoon. Yeah, so this is going to be this week. We're going to do we're not going to do any spoilers in our review. No spoilers. Ne- God, no. Ne- next week. Um, the second half of the episode, or last ten minutes, or whatever, we'll, we'll go full spoilers. Just give you give everyone is, listening a bit of time to, uh, to to get through it. It's not very long, but a, a non-spoiler spoiler. It is fucking wild. Like, like the, I'm, the ending. I'm, does the ending rival rival the first game finale? Like, is, is it is it better than the restaurant shit? The restaurant shit was the best part of the first game for me. Um, in terms of the story itself, it is. Wilder than the first one. That's what why. About like, set pieces. I, it, is it? Is it? Are there big set pieces? Oh, there is. There are some frigging incredible set pieces in this. That's all. That's all I'm here for. Because <laughs> um, that's okay. So, so look, you just you essentially played the first chapter of the game. You yep. you made it to the shore. You jumped on the door. You're floating. I escaped the hunter. To, that was fun. You, that, the en- the end of that fight rules. Yeah, grabbing. Yeah, the the grabbing the gun down. Incredible. But in terms of like, think about think about when you first when you started Little Nightmares One and you were making your way through that like the industrial bowels of the moor. How much cooler does this world feel? Yes, like, totally agree this- with you. And it, it looks better, and there's more. They give you more to do in the first half hour to an hour than you do in the first game. I think I wasn't. I was straight up just not enjoying the my, the first hour of the first Little Nightmares when I was playing it. <clears throat> yeah, this is yeah, it's fun. There, there are. I mean, look, I have a few little gripes. Maybe I'll save them for for the end. Actually, no, you know what? We'll get the, the me being a bummer out of the way so then you can heap the praise on it that it deserves. Um, I've been playing um, the newly re-released Mario 3D World with Bowser's Fury. 
this week yeah. with the kids and going from like one of the most fluid kind of like, you know, crazy platformers ever to the movement in Little Nightmares 2, which is like a slight improvement on the third one. But like I was getting, I've had three really bad glitches or so far already. And like, oh shit. Okay. My, yeah. Like, like the hunter at one point got stuck and then so I was like, oh, okay, cool. He was just like kind of like making the walking motion while not moving, while facing yeah. in the other direction from me. So I was like, cool. I'll just um, I'll just go past him. And then his 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 character model didn't change. But then I just heard this bang, and then I died. Oh right. Oh uh, okay. Um, what are you what are you pl- what are you playing on by the way? I'm, I'm playing on PS5. I got the PS4 version okay. for PS5. Okay. Um, they they are well, doing the optimized versions later in the year, but uh, it looks yeah. really really lovely. Um, the I played a little bit of the demo of the second one on my Switch, and I thought the graphical downgrade was way too, like it was just very noticeable, having come from sure. the first game on PS4. So I, I'm, I'm sticking. I'm trying to make this look as beautiful as possible, and there are moments where it absolutely does. Um, I I wish they committed to. There actually, you know what? There are moments in the game so far that absolutely justified the third dimension being able to move. Mm-hmm. You know between the, the foreground and the background as well as left and right. Um, but then there are also that same frustrating, like you can only look in either left and right or back and forward. You can't look diagonally. And so aiming stuff is really annoying. I don't know if you've yeah, noticed okay. that. You can only throw directly in front of you. Um, uh, and just like, like just like just a little dumb little gripes. That's all I have so far. Um, I but like you I said, feel I'm, like... I'm very early on. They've definitely, um, they definitely do like the the being able to move into the background. There's a lot more of that stuff this time. No, when you're in that thanks- house, is great. When you're like, you know, there's multiple rooms for you to visit, and you can kind of go like, you know, like left, basically where where you find what's the name, uh, nine, um, six, six. I, I yeah. add three to everything. You know that about me. It's a quirk I have. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> my I favorite definitely sex look- position is seventy two. <laughs> oh god. Um, I definitely like some some other things is I feel like the checkpoint system is a lot um, a lot gentler now like rather than kicking yes. you way back to the beginning of stuff it's like they've kind of added more checkpoints so that you you were kind of kicked back to the beginning of a certain puzzle rather than back to a beginning of an area um, I feel it, if yeah. if you look in the environment because one of the one of the definite issues with the first one was knowing where to jump in certain sections to like connect with a rope you were trying to grab onto or a ledge or something this one if you look in the environment they actually telegraph where you're supposed to go a little bit better yep for the most part but then they'll be like i'll be like i'm stuck i have no idea what to do and then i'm realize that this big crate in front of me that doesn't appear to have any markings on it that that i just wish there was like something would kind of show you better that, that you can move a certain object in front of you. There are a few moments where like I scan the room and I can't figure out what to do. And then I'm like, Oh, this big thing. Oh, I guess if both of us push it, we can move it, but there's no like handle on it. There's just like, a few things like that, that I just wish were a bit clearer. I, I find with that stuff, and maybe it's just coming off playing the first game and, and getting really into it is looking at like, you look at the goal and then what's the most obvious thing in the environment to help you achieve that goal. Oh, cool. Okay. Let me try that first sort of thing. Sure. Yeah, it's one of my little gripes about you, Levens. Uh, get that? better at puzzle solving. No, puzzle games um, suck. <laughs> I am. I am. The so, is 
I am so looking forward to you playing the rest of this game, just because yeah, I think, yeah. like, as opposed to, like, you know, the, the restaurant scene at the end of... Because I was thinking about it, like, the restaurant scene at the end of uh, Little Nightmares 1, cutting the arms off the caretaker, um, those are two, like, standout moments. I yep. feel like there are so many more standout moments in Little Nightmares 2. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, and I've like essentially they, all I've done so far is just gotten past the tutorial, really. I've, gotten to the, I've just gotten to this big new area. There all these weird, spooky shit started happening. Keen. Yeah, you've, you've arrived in Pale City. Enjoy your stay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's, that's it. We're, we're all gamed out for this week. Yeah, proper, proper review for, I guess, spoiler, going into spoiler territory and proper comparison. In the next week, I plan to finish The Pathless, Little Nightmares 2, and Bowser's Fury. It's gonna be a good nice. week, John. I can't wait. I'm gonna. Uh, I can't wait what, for now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to do the pathless as well. I'm gonna see see if I can get through most of it on PC. Okay, I was gonna say, please don't try and do it on your phone, dude. God. God no. <laughs> can you get Apple? Arcade? You have a Mac laptop, right? Can't you get most of the Apple Arcade games on laptop? I only have a Mac. It's my work laptop, okay. and I don't like to to fuck with it that much. Mixed business so. is pleasure. We get it. Yeah, only only Beck can do that. Um, so, uh, isn't it mixed be- business with leather? No, it's I'm mixing business with pleasure. pleasure, homework with Heather, Heather freaks, freaks flock, together. flock together, and make all the b-boys. Maybe sing. it is mixing business with leisure. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You know what? We we can't end this 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 episode on uh, naming uh, miss doing doing Beck a miss- disservice to one of his best songs. Uh, I'm mixing business with leather. I got it right, everybody. Oh. This is Congratulations, uh, not my forte, Levins. but yeah, I know, I've, if there's one thing I do know, it's almost all of the lyrics to "Midnight Vultures" by Beck. What a good album! Great out, great album. His best, I think. I think that's number one for me. So, if they want to reach us, Levens, where can they reach us? Um, you can find me on the Beck Wikipedia. Um, I will <laughs> routinely go. I wonder if, any, if anyone's ever done a rank all the Beck albums list and all my favorite albums. Because I love all of his weird early folky ones. They'll all be like mm-hmm. right down the bottom of the list. I'm like, fuck you. And then all the new ones that won Grammys that I'll never listen to. Because he's a sci- boring Scientologist now. They're all like in the top three. Fuck you. Lists. Anyway, you can find <laughs> us. Uh, we are we have an email address, which is the best way for you to get in touch with us. Um, we have a few good emails in there now that I'm going to re- read out next week. But So if you want to get in there, hit us up, allthesmallgames at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash allthesmallgames. And at Twitter, we are, uh, we are without our S there. So we are at allthesmallgame. If you want to hit us up individually, uh, John is at 16tacos on Twitter and Instagram. And I am at levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Um, I also have a, a Patreon for uh, mixtapes, and I'm thinking about doing my favorite video game music as a mix very soon. So that Hell might be appealing yes. to a lot of our listeners. I just did one. Actually, I should shout it out now because um, it is a, an artist who's very important to us. I think I mentioned it last episode, but I've finished uh, an, a, a mix that's all MF Doom samples. Um, so if you, like me and John, and like our formative years, like the the early 2000s um i i I even gave him a shout out writing out of the mix i I spent a lot of time in the passenger seat of uh of john's barina in the early 2000s um basically playing mostly mf doom music the mad villain album the danger doom album operation doomsday king Ghidorah, uh victor vaughn uh so i basically got I, i forgot what an amazing producer mf doom was as well as a rapper and i did a 
a mix of just all the songs that he sampled and uh, and also the producers that he's worked with have sampled too. Um, and it's really, really sick. I, I think it's like one of the best things I've ever done. You can hear it and many other mixes just like it at patreon.com slash levdog. As a, um, uh, as, a, as a patron, I guess, subscriber, how do you describe people <laughs> that give you money through that? Um, I, yeah, it's, as a good, it's good, a fa- good dude. As a, it's a fantastic service, and Levens is absolutely right. This MF Doom mix is incredible. That guy, that guy feared no genre when it came to sampling. Yeah, it's a wild that, mix. It's great. There's a Beatles song on it. There's a bunch of like cool 80s uh, like forgotten shit. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's patreon.com slash levdog if you want to head there. And then um, I also have two other podcasts, Hey Fam and Serious Issues, both of which have new episodes going up this week. So make sure you go check them out. And many other good podcasts over at sanspantsradio.com, including our sister podcast, uh, Thumb Cramps, hosted by Jackson, Joel, and, and another Joel, two Joels. Um, and uh, they're the best. And I know that Jackson has... Basically, four. Jackson recently uh, reviewed my favorite game of last year, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. He actually finished it, which is extremely rare for him to finish a game. Normally, he gets to the final boss and then just stops playing forever. Um, <laughs> but the deal okay. is now I have to play his favorite game of, um, of 2020. Uh, in 2019, that was uh, Turok 2, the re-release of Turok 2 from the Nintendo 64. And uh, just being the guy he is, his favorite game of 2020 was also a Nintendo 64 game. Um, this time it is uh, Star Wars Episode One Races, the um, Nintendo 64 pod racing game, um, which you can play have as you, Jake Lloyd. <laughs> have you have you had a tr- have you had a go at it? I've played a little bit of it. I know I need to give it more of a shot. It is cool. It's definitely cool. I don't know if it's good, but it's definitely <laughs> cool. And a lot there's a lot of there's a lot going on in it, and it gets hard. But he's clocked right. and like I guess like like platinumed it or whatever. I'm not going to oh do boy. that, but I, w- I will play it. I want, I want, I want to play it long enough for at least uh, my Switch to say played for a little while, a l- the one right. higher above that, like played for two hours or whatever. Um, so yeah, is that's, it, that's, that's another expe- goal. Is the expectation that if he finishes your game of the year, you have to finish his, or you just have to play it? The expectation is that if I don't do what he says, his fucking listeners come at me on Twitter. So I have to finish this. (laughs) I have to play this game just so they shut the fuck up. So if you're listening to this and you listen to Thumb Cramps, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) I always thought (laughs) of Thumb Cramps. Also, if you listen to this and you host Thumb Cramps, fuck you even more. (laughs) (laughs) I always thought of Thumb Cramps as more of our uncle podcast. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. But like Baby Uncle. Our Baby Uncle podcast, Thumb Cramps. Yeah. There's some uh, weird d- dad remarried and something, or you know, granddad well, remarried I'm a, I'm and something my own weird grandpa. happened. Yeah. Do you, do you know that song? I'm my own no. grandpa. I'm my Who's... own grandpa. It sounds silly, I know, but really, it's so. Yes, I'm. My... You'd really enjoy it. It's like dumb wordplay about how his father remarrying someone who then blah 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 blah, and how he technically sure. that makes him his own grandpa. Anyway, great stuff, yeah. everyone. Great episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for playing games. Thanks for making games. And above all, John, I'm leaving some space for you to close out the episode. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Oh, he's done it again. (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.